content warning. For mention of hate crimes, check the description for details and timestamps. to another rendition of Off The Rails! The name of today's adventure is 44 Seconds to Mars and it's gonna be a trip in the half. As usual today, we're playing Wild Speed Space Family by Michael Elliott. Thanks, MCAT. Oh, respect to MCAT! <laughs> you guys have gotta stop calling him MCAT. <laughs> he doesn't listen, he won't listen. Yeah, he's never gonna listen. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I'm your director, Stefan. Let's go around the table. I'm Hannah... I play Angel Anderson, Baby Driver. I'm Guy. I'm back as Piff. That's right. McKeel is back in town. Oh, Woo! fucking so good. After 11 movies, McKeel is back, baby! <laughs> oh. Hell yeah, and I'm, I guess, as always now, I was kind of, I was kind of just here once, but, but I've, I've stuck around like a bad penny. Uh, I'm Greg. I play Fishbone, the, uh, Elysian Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> all right tight 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 let's go all right to set the scene we'll play a clip from the last movie in our harrowing series timoth we'll meet again because the most important thing stronger than the shadow realm is family you really think it's okay for me fishbone to have your badge i know you're gonna do the right thing in the end if you were to hurt someone who didn't deserve it that wouldn't be hospitable if this ghost thinks he's gonna hurt my family he's got another thing coming it's okay guys it's just a scratch just a scratch damn that was intense following the derailing of the best friend of thorin and 4odr our crew has spent an arc on the run from the Bluecoats investigating the crash. They've drifted to the winds, coming back together for Drix's last ride and the induction of a new Colburn, only for tragedy to strike when Nexus targeted our beloved Templeton. The group once again split up, living in their special carriages and their grief. Alright, Act 1, The Family. We open on a montage of opening scenes, showing the characters in their day-to-day -day lives. Each player rolls 1d6 for their opening scene and describes what the character is doing as the movie begins. Use this opportunity to introduce your character, their background, role in the family, and what kind of car they drive. Oh, do we do this, like, are we doing this every time? I thought you were doing it last time because I was, like, new. Is this every every uh, no. game starts no, like this? No, this is every game. Yeah, oh, okay, every game yeah, has okay. an intro scene. We gotta reintroduce you to the characters. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah. Sorry. Not every character is in every game. For some people, this is gonna be their first movie. That's, that's true. And yeah. if we got any new listeners, like, you, you gotta catch them up. Exactly. Besides, I, I think I'm the only one who was in the last movie, so, like, we do need to see what's up with you two. Mm -hmm. okay. That's true, that's true. I want each of you to roll me 1d6. Alright. I got a five. Okay. Alright, then we open up on Andrew fighting bad guys. Hell yeah! Ooh. With my 13-year-old body. <laughs> yup, with your 13-year-old body. <laughs> uh, Greg, Guy, what did you guys get? I got a six. Oh, so then you were on vacation. Oh. I see, I see. I also got a six. Why are you two on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> 
working vacation. I'm pulling all the weight here! <laughs> so, since you two rolled the same number, you have the option to combine your scenes. But, we do need to remember, Pip hasn't been around for 11 movies and Fishbone is new, so they may not have met before. Actually, oh, what yeah, if- wait a second. Pip just got out of the fucking Shadow Realm and the first thing he does is go on vacation? I no, I think he's looking for uh he's definitely still looking for Templeton. Which what if means- we're like oh, right. like what if what if like I'm taking like a Templeton. vacation and like in the in the tropical location that's when that's when Mikhail shows up or whatever. Mm. I think that's what happens because the last time that Fishbone and Mikhail met up, like they were they were enemies. Yeah, we met once. We met that like one you time. You did you did meet that once. Uh back we in did 17, meet that one time. I remember. Yeah, I remember. but you were still you were still a cop, I think, back then. <sighs> a dirty cop, but yes, <laughs> the dirtiest. I, I listen. I've had character growth. <laughs> you have had character growth. <laughs> we'll start on Andrew. We open up in a dark warehouse. The lighting is shifty. One bulb hanging, swinging from left to right, illuminating a group of masked men. They're sitting around a table, flicking spirit bottles back and forth to each other. <laughs> did you bring what I asked? Uh, maybe, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Did you bring my money? Your money's right in the car. Just step over there and grab it. Uh, Andrew, will you pan away from this scene to see you hiding behind several boxes? Or at least one party in this group seems to be a former member of Gearshift, Nexus's secret spy organization that helped her gather information on Timoth. <sighs> Gotta avenge my dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've, Not my literal dad. You spent several months tracking, tracking them down, getting closer and closer. And now, all that stands between you is this wall of beefy dudes... And your 13-year-old fist. All right. Let's fucking go. <laughs> so. Let's fucking go. Describe Andrel for me. Andrel is a uh, young woman. D- girl. I do this every time. Uh, Andrel, is a, Andrel is a child. Um, she is 13 years old, but tall for her age. Which is not that tall because her age is 13. She is a bit muscular for her age as well after uh, 44 movies of driving spectral carriages and punching out the bad guys. She's gotten, she's gotten kind of built. She is copper skinned, short, boyish black hair and dark eyes with a twinkle of mischief in them. But right now, those eyes aren't twinkling. No. Right now she is fucking set on her goal, exactly. which is to avenge her one of her many father figures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's usually the muscle for the crew, so this is just a walk in the park for her. Oh, hell yeah. It's time to put away her academic soul and really knuckle down on these guys. Yup, she's been reading a lot of dictionaries lately, but... <laughs> But now it's time to speak the universal language of violence. How does Andrew decide to uh, spring into action? Set her behind some boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to burst through the boxes like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Kool-Aid man role? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, you can see... or. Uh, as these criminals continue their conversation, in the background of a shot, the focus shifts, putting them out of focus and putting this crate in as Andrew bursts through the front of it, leaving an outline of a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> a very muscular 13-year-old girl. Exactly. She is ripped. 
Now, give me your one-liner. Fuck. You know how bad it was. You're gonna need to give me a minute that we edit out. <laughs> we shouldn't have played a fast and furious game. Um, have, has Andrew met these people before? No, no, she doesn't know any no. of them personally. I think she's just gonna say, Timoth sends his regards, fuckers. Hey! They all, they all get up and they immediately brandish bludgeoning weapons and start charging her. What does she do? She is, so, in addition to being muscular, Andrew, I do think because she is tiny, is also, as, as we all know, after 44 movies... Uh, a bit of a dex fighter so she's gonna start like bobbing and weaving um, nice. sort of like in and out of all these all these dudes um, she's uh, off the bat kind of ignoring them she goes to the table she gets the briefcase and then she's gonna start swinging the briefcase around and hitting people in the face with it Oh, I love it. I love it. Andrew's dodging baseball bats and chains, swinging the briefcase, knocking people back. Andrew makes quick work of all the goons, leaving only the gear shift member, who she's about to shake down for information. She clicks a remote in her hand, and her car drives in. <laughs> Andrew, describe your spectral carriage for me. Alright, so my spectral carriage... It's a Geist brand spectral carriage painted sort of a tan color with embellishment on the front that kind of looks like a handlebar mustache. Its name is Jiminy. And it bursts through the wall with its signature, Your Bjorf! <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. We cut away as Jiminy and Andrew start approaching this guy. We cut to a resort. We pan over, like, the beautiful beach, past, like, several models, both male and female in swimsuits, and into a chair. Greg, would you describe Fishbone for me? Sure. Uh, Fishbone, it's got the look of a, of a, of a shifty uh, criminal these days. It used to be a, a blue coat, still wears his blue neckerchief, but it's, it's soaked red with blood. That's um, a lot of blood. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> we, blood. It's, like to fully change the color. <laughs> of yeah, the yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's the we're, the red blood of his uh, fridged love interest. I I just want to I just want to address some things uh, again. At the time, I did not realize. I've I've learned. I've gotten better. Um, we want to work to honor uh, Sally. Um, <laughs> But uh, but this, th- that movie was a different time. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're living for Sally's memory, and I do want to encourage fans to check out movie 45. We may have a big surprise for them coming up. No spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, um, similar uh, copper skin as as Andrew, but uh, he's not quite as muscular. He does swagger around like a bit of a, a hot shot. Yeah, I think those are the two important things. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. A paper airplane flies into your lap. Uh, I'll open it. <laughs> hmm. Someone, someone seems to have recognized you. It's a flyer. It looks blank at the offset, but when you hold it up into the sun, you can see the imprint of uh, some coordinates and just one word. Race. Well, it looks like somebody wants to challenge old Fishbone. Uh, I guess uh, either that or it's a hate crime that's about to happen. (laughs) (laughs) 
Peruvian. <laughs> We're, you're not just gonna take that lying down. You gotta go put a stop to this hate fuel. This hate fuel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I decided that Fishbone thinks it's a hate crime. Actually, uh, 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 Fishbone, I'm gonna get into my my uh, spectral carriage. Uh, uh, it's a sort of a sports thing, the, the Kupri Kinema. I'm going to get into that beautiful, beautiful baby and uh, drive off to those coordinates. Fantastic. Yeah, when you arrive, you can see several prominent drivers who happen to be in the location. It seems they're, they're gearing up for a full-on race war. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> one, one car catches your eye, though. Something familiar about it. You can't really put a finger on it, but you swear you've seen it before somewhere. Guy, would you describe your spectral carriage? All right. Now, longtime listeners might recognize the Ahazu Interceptor. It's big. It's wide. It's like a classic style. Very square. Very, like, squat. It, it looks like it could be a boat on wheels. Real massive. It's not something you steer so much as direct and <laughs> hope that it goes in the right way. There's a couple little modifications to it. Just... Just enough to hide it to the, the untrained eye, but Fishbone, Fishbone recognizes it for sure. Yeah, I think I think Fishbone's gonna rev up near it and sort of squint <laughs> at the driver. Fishbone can make out what looks to be a much buffer version of... Is, it, could that be Pippin McKeel? He disappeared to the Shadow Realm last you'd heard. Huh. Drix, the previous Colburn, told me he was dead. Guess the only way to know if it's really McKeel is how he races. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you rev your engines as the race war is about to begin. <laughs> <laughs> Would be a shame if an Akarosi beat uh, an Aruvian in a race war, huh? Oh Would be pretty bad optics for your movie. <laughs> <laughs> Right sure. on the tail of you apologizing for fridging Sally, too. <laughs> it really would. It really would uh, not reflect well on this franchise. This franchise that is a beacon of diversity. We do need to stress that. <laughs> Y'all have seen Elysian Grime. Our announcer comes over the microphone and gives a hearty three, two, one, and... You all are off. You two rocket ahead of the competition very easily. Both of you are super experienced drivers. And you find yourselves neck and neck. What do you do? I, I, I think I know what I do. Pip, because uh, this is in fact Pip, rolls down the window and gestures for uh, Fishbone to do the same. He does. <laughs> what you doing out here, Fishbone? Unless I heard of you. You were in some hot water. Last I heard of you, you were in some cold dirt. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that was really good. <gasps> Don't take all rumors as true. I'm still breathing. More than I can say for you in a minute. And, uh, yeah, Pip's gonna try and run him off the road. But... Yeah! <laughs> Fuck the Interceptor's a muscle car. So, there are not rules in Wild Speed Space Family for direct combat between players, but 
if each of you would like to roll me a 2d6, we can decide how this outcome goes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's do it. <coughs> Better roll high. I got a six total. Okay. I got an eight. Ooh. <laughs> Fishbone, you spot this move coming. Fuck, this is terrible optics. <laughs> <laughs> you spot this move coming, but you're not able to stop in time, and that muscle car grinds against the side of your own spectral carriage, forcing you off into a ditch as he re-picks up momentum and shoots across the finish line, leaving you in the dust. No, no, I'm not I'm not here to finish the race. I want to know what Fishbone's up to. <laughs> so I, I pull up, I push him off, and then I, like, pull over. Awesome, awesome. Do you get out of your car? Do you pull Fishbone out of his car? Oh, yeah. Excellent. Nikhil rips open the door to Fishbone's carriage, grabs him by the scruff of his neck, pins him against his car, and goes... What happened to the best friend of Thord? I don't even- Tell me! I don't even know. I wasn't there. All I heard was that the train derailed, and Drix gave me this. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna show off of the Colburn bash. Kim drops him in shock. <laughs> Lots changed since you've been wherever you were. Yeah, but can't change who you are on the inside. I don't believe you've changed. You're still as rotten as you were the first day we met. Something stinks here. Yeah, Fishbone's gonna grip the uh, uh, neckerchief with Sally's blood and then think back. I think that kind of emotionally wounded Fishbone. <laughs> oh, Fishbone. It comes to your mind, you're actually supposed to meet with the remaining crew for dinner that night. You've got a plane to catch, actually. Uh, I'll tell you what. Everybody else really did think you were dead. And they were pretty uh, torn up about it. Uh, I'm supposed to meet up with them. Got a jet to catch. Want to come with? They'd love to have you over for dinner, I'm sure. What kind of question is that? And then they obviously do the, the manly arm class. Yes. <laughs> 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 we smash cut two. Uh, whose house do you guys think it should be? I have a suggestion. Ooh, uh, could it, it be like Timoth's house that now Andrew sadly lives alone in? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> we smash cut to the familiar location of Timoth's backyard. There you can see members of the family, past and present, enjoying the afternoon. Thanks to the time zone difference, you guys make it there at roughly 2 o'clock, uh, roughly 4 o'clock, just in time to get ready for a nice dinner. Andrew, you've actually arrived slightly before them, or if you have this guy bound and gagged from Gear Shift, <laughs> how would you pose yourself with him bound and gagged? Go ahead and paint that picture for me. <laughs> I think she's just, like, dragging him behind her by the scruff of his neck. <laughs> He's so much bigger than her. He's, like, three times her size. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you're she's, so muscular. Yep, she, but, you know, her, her muscles are bulging. She's putting in the work. And, like, when she enters the backyard, she just tosses him in front of her. And he rolls a few times. You got someone, huh? Yep. The last gear shift. As far as we know, at least. Okay. We're gonna get Nexus's location out of him one way or another. Put him in the shed and we'll, we'll deal with him after dinner. We have to say grace. <laughs> <laughs> she goes and puts him in the shed. Excellent. The shed where we keep all our kidnapped dudes. 
<laughs> I mean, where else are you gonna put them? I don't know. We have to say grace. Exactly. <laughs> you can't just. He would be so disruptive while we were saying grace. Right. <laughs> All right. So at that point, Pip and Fishbone arrive. Fishbone, I think you come in first. Would you like to tee up Pip's reintroduction to the family? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Fishbone. Uh, yeah, shows up in the the, the kinema steps out maybe there's a couple a couple family members that don't look too pleased to see fishbone andrel gives him a, a nod hey there everyone i wasn't able to bring my uh, bean dip for the little potluck here but uh i think i brought another dish that you all might enjoy i mean it's gonna be hard to beat the bean dip <laughs> that that fishbone steps aside to reveal <laughs> pippin that's right he brought the party back <laughs> Oh, Andrew, you you lay your eyes on Pippin for the first time in 11 movies. It could have been any nebulous amount of time that could have been. (laughs) Sometimes these movies take place in 2006 and other times they're in 2014. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, get get off his dick. Yeah. That's what I'm always always telling people. Hop all the way off of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's like at least five months of like real world time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. He's been dead for quite a while in fast time. <laughs> so, your friend from so long ago is back. What do you do? I think there's a moment of just, like, shocked silence. I imagine everyone else is also in shocked silence. Oh, definitely. And then Angel looks away like she she can't process what she's seeing. Her eyes fall on a plate on the dinner table, which she proceeds to pick up and hurl at Pip's head. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't call! (laughs) You got brought back to life and you didn't call me! (laughs) Where were you? (laughs) You're hanging out with Fishbone! (laughs) Not entirely, uh... Willingly, admittedly, but it's on the HUD to to see what what happened to to everybody. Oh, I'm gonna kill you! And then she goes and gives him a big hug. Yeah. Aww. There, there's a big hug. It's good to have you back, man. Let's say grace. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would like each of you to do your family dinner roll. So the family dinner, after opening seeds conclude... The characters all come together for the family dinner, an occasional celebration of the characters' long, death-defying relationships. Each player rolls 1d6 to select a prompt from the table. They can invite one or more other players to play out a short scene. If the players roll the same number, they can combine their separate scenes into one. So everyone roll me 1d6 and we'll figure out what your scenes are. I rolled a five. So, you, Fishbone, you are here to announce your retirement. You've only been in one movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I've been in two. I've been in two. I had a little arc. Because Elysian Elysian Grind counts. Okay, two. People shouldn't skip Elysian Grind. Two out of four. Fuck, I I don't know why you labeled it as a bonus movie. You could have fucking numbered it. (laughs) I I know, I know, I know. We should have numbered it. We should have numbered it. For the record, we didn't number the one after it either. God damn. I- <laughs> Ampersand just happened, okay? <laughs> I got a four. Okay, then, Andrew, you are here to talk about the betrayal. 
<laughs> I got a one. Uh, and Pip, you are oh. getting into an argument about cooking the food. Of course. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to roll the one, and so if I can't do a whole scene, I do at least want to turn to Fishbone and go like, okay, you could have brought Pip and the bean dip. Well, you apparently we yeah. can invite one or more other players to play out okay. the scene. So, exactly, so. exactly. So, Pip, would you like to invite Angel to join your scene? Absolutely. Awesome. Hell yeah. It, this is a... This is a reunion. Awesome. I feel like we should start on the lightest, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Let's let's get to some arguments about the food. Pip, you can see uh, Tigo grilling. Yes, beloved NPC. Beloved Tigo. <laughs> we all love Tigo. Yes. We all love Tigo, except Tigo fucking puts the grill on way too high, singes the outside, leaves the inside totally raw. So Pip, as is tradition, just like. Goes over, takes off one of the ribs, just sticks a knife in. Tigo, come on, man. Once again, it's fucking raw. Wow. You spend that much time in the dead and you come back to criticize real food? Listen, just because I was in the Shadow Realm doesn't mean that I don't know how to cook a brisket properly. All right. <laughs> I thought you were talking about ribs. <laughs> it's a rib brisket. <laughs> It's a brisket. Those are two entirely different <laughs> cuts of meats, but whatever. Look, look, I don't need this. I, I, I've been cooking for this family for 11 movies. <laughs> 11 movies. It's been, been cooking bad for, for 11, 11 movies. movies. Wow, 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 wow. So, so this is how it is? This is how it is? Yep. We, we're all here to gang up on Tigo? That is why we're here, yes. Why would you? Wha- Step aside. The grill master has returned. Okay, don't you act like you're any better. You always burn it. At least it's cooked all the way through. You're all messes. Everyone in this family is a is a goddamn mess. What? Would you like to cook? Mm, I'm 13 and I don't know how to cook. That's what I thought. Okay. I still have taste buds, though. I can criticize. And fucking Fishbone didn't even bring the bean dip. I know he brought Pippin, but he could have brought both. Fishbone takes a moment. To think about how Timoth made him the perfect medium rare burger once. Um, and uh, quietly uh, walks over and uh, idly, idly flips some stuff on the grill. Don't know what you're arguing about, but uh, gotta pay attention. Otherwise, you're gonna burn the ribs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone's a critic. So I feel like the betrayal is probably a little bigger than retirement announcement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could do mine. Unless, unless you have more things. Sorry. No, go for it. While, while you guys are talking, um, here by the grill. Hey, uh, Dunville, Andrew, which one do I call you? Yeah, either works. All right, um, now that we got your Pippin back, I've been thinking about something. And, um, well, I, I think it's time that I, uh, Fishbone maybe gets it off his chest. I know you're a bit of a hothead. Yep, that's me, famous hothead. Your little 13-year-old hands are like tiny hammers. Yes, they are. But also, you let better, me, you, you know it, man. Let me just say my whole piece before you fly off the handle. Okay, we'll see. It's true. A couple movies ago, I did quit the force. I'm not a blue coat anymore. Yes. What do you What do you mean movies? Okay, you can't act like you weren't just talking about movies over there. <laughs> <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, you know the the length of time that we discussed previously that we call a movie. Sure, yeah, fair enough. He's picking up on the slang real quick. Yeah. 
because I had to as a member of Imperial Intelligence. I uh, quit the blue coats, but then I was recruited by Imperial Intelligence to keep an eye on you guys. What? But I'm not gonna do that anymore. You were doing it before. <laughs> yes, but I, 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 I feel bad. <laughs> you feel bad about a lot of things, Fishbone. That's right, Fishbone grips. Oh my God! Not what I Not what I meant. I'm just thinking maybe it's for the best if I leave this life, because no matter what, I'm just endangering this familia. I mean, you could stop endangering us by, like, not doing spying thing. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's an inherent quality of hanging out with us that you're endangering us. You just keep doing things that are bad. You don't you understand. You stop doing things that are bad. And you got involved with this young. Do you think you could do anything else besides bust in occasional ghosts and boost in your ride? I was a blue coat. Now I'm on the Imperial radar. All I am is just a pawn for the Emperor. Whether that's in intelligence or on the streets, I can't stay in this life without being some sort of pawn. You really think he's going to let you walk away like that? Well, whatever he does, I'll make sure to be standing far away from you all. You've changed, Fishbone. I do respect that. <laughs> Fishbone Punk I wish you, the kerchief. I wish you changed a little more or a little earlier. <laughs> But, <laughs> but, I wish you the best of luck. And you're always welcome, ish, at family dinner. Please bring the bean dip next time. As long as you never directly killed any member of the family. I just- Yeah, did you directly kill any member of the family? I don't remember it, but, like, you're confessing to a lot of stuff. So I feel like, let's get it all out of the way. Just, just, just gotta, gotta break in and say that one's a deal breaker. Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Definitely okay, not. Okay, sweet. Then you're good. <laughs> then we're good. You know we need to bring back up Bustin' and Boostin' again later <laughs> after we came up here. Like, that, that has to happen now. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I, 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 I. Let's talk about the betrayal. Andrew, would you take it away? Uh, let's, let's move forward in time a little, maybe. <laughs> we say grace, and everybody sits down around the table and mm. starts to eat. Andrew looks, looks down at her food, and she's like, You know, last family dinner, we had Trevor here. <laughs> uh. Then we discovered that for some reason, our cars could only move when he was around. <laughs> he was tampering with them for the Emperor. For Nexus. Yeah, that betrayal, it really rocked this group. It did. I can't help but think about his horrible, flavorless potato salad that he brought to every family dinner. It was bad, and I didn't like it, but it completed the table, you know? He put raisins in it. Why would you do that to a potato salad? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, that's almost as big a deal as the whole tampering with our spectral carriages thing. We should have seen it from the beginning. We we just took it. We thought, we thought he must just be stupid not poisoning us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the raisins were poisonous the whole time. <laughs> 
I, I should have caught it. It's why he never wanted anyone to work on anyone's carriages alone. It makes sense now. So, uh, does this mean you guys are gonna miss me when I'm gone, or, like, yeah? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, like, poisoned you or anything. I like. mean, no, you just, you just worked for the blue coats and then spied on us. You were not. Shut up, fishbone! <laughs> this isn't for you! Sorry, you have to be in the group for at least five years before this one hits. You have to be in the group for at least five years! Pip, I... I'm sorry you had to find out this way. A lot's changed since you were here last. It's good I found out. I'm not happy about it, but we can move on. We're still... familiar. We are. Always. Familia. Is a... A lot of empty seats at the table. Where's, uh, where's Timoth? It's been an honor serving with you all. I've never been prouder to call someone family. If anyone asks, I died laughing. <sighs> Pip, Timoth is, Timoth is gone. A quiet hush, like, rushes over the table, and everything stops for a moment. I, I made a promise. I, I made a promise. Now I will come back to see him. Well, here I am. And he's not here. You held up your end. And I'm sure he's looking down on us right now. So in a way, you are seeing him. I see him whenever I look at all of you. I see him when you guys argue about the cooking. I see him win, and then the twist happens! The family dinner is complicated by the revelation of the movie's villain and their ongoing plan. The family rolls 1d6 to define the twist from the table on the right, then each player describes how their character reacts. So, I want the family, any member of you, can roll 1d6. I feel like it should be Fishbone, since this is maybe your last movie. <laughs> uh, but you know I never I, yeah. roll well. No, you I don't. I notoriously roll like shit. You do. That's a three. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> I see him when... What, what was that? The nearest television turns on by itself. Where is the nearest television? I feel like this is important to establish. Inside the house. You can hear, like, the loud static of the TV turning on. Right next to you, a radio that was playing music cuts out for a moment. And then, bam. We have taken the Earth hostage. Do not move. <laughs> Specifically, the members of the Familia. <laughs> If you intend to act to stop us, Gearshift will destroy you. Yeah, so how do you guys react to this? <laughs> Fishbone's face screws up in anger. Fishbone has had suspicions about Gearshift and is beginning to wonder if perhaps they're making use of some of the intelligence that he sent. How else would they know? <laughs> how else do they know to specifically say, don't move to La Familia? I mean, it's been 44 movies. We're kind of famous. But sure. Are you saying we're the famous familia? Hey, good ol' FF. Hey. 
The moment they say don't move, Andrew instinctively starts like doing jumping jacks or whatever. <laughs> We see that, Dunville. (laughs) How? We are not here to answer your question. You're not here at all! You're just on the radio! Or are we in the face of every child? (laughs) What? I'm the only child here! That still doesn't tell me anything! You're not Face. <laughs> what does Pip do? Pip shoots the radio and the ah! TV. <laughs> Incredible! Did you fucking gun? Hell yeah! Did, no, with, with his uh, with his lightning gun. Incredible. Yeah. We have real guns too, if you want. <laughs> no, no, he, he uses his, his lightning gun. He oh, made yeah. it made it himself. Yeah, the the radio and the television both crackle and explode. You can hear in the faint distance, like, some other people's appliances continuing to speak. Blah, 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 family. Blah, 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 destroy you. Blah, 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 the moon. A hovercraft, powered by what seems to be electricity, quickly descends upon the backyard and out steps a familiar face. You've worked with him a few times before, but you haven't seen him in a few movies. It is... Mysterious government man, Mr. Walker. (gasps) We have now moved into Act 2. In the next act, a familiar government agent arrives in the aftermath of the twist and briefs the family on who the villain is and their plan. I want the family to roll 4d6 for me. We can, like, each roll 1d6 then, right? Yep. Yeah, and then one person rolls two. Oh, well, Stefan can roll one, I guess. We do have four players total. Sure. Yeah. I'll I'll roll the first one. Four. So there is a genius inventor and CEO. Alright, alright. Guy? Uh, six. Carbon steel. Nice. Carbon steel. steel. Alright, great. I'll roll the next one. Uh, I plan to, two, release a deadly virus. Ooh, topical. Incredible. We love it, we love it. Uh, and so they can... Uh, six. That destroy the world. Fantastic. Nice and simple. Oh, classic. Keeping it classic. sweet. Keeping classic. it sweet and simple. All right. <clears throat> this has to be Trevor, right? Oh, it's based on the canon. No, it's gotta be Trevor now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, obviously, because of the clear implication of the broadcast threat. Obviously, you all are already involved in it. But there is. A genius inventor and CEO who seems to have a past with you all. I wasn't able to dig up much about their name other than they go by the alias Carbon Steel. They plan to release a deadly super virus so that they can destroy the world. And well, we would stop them ourselves, but they're in space. (gasps) We've never been to space before. (laughs) Not yet we haven't. Not yet we haven't. Looks like his stock isn't going to the moon after all. (laughs) I love it. That's really fucking good. (laughs) Well, you know what they say about carbon steel. It's not the ideal material for building spaceships. Oh! I knew you were smart as a whip, young Dunville. Yeah, I read that in the dictionary somehow. (laughs) 
everybody knows there are very comprehensive dictionaries here. <laughs> Incredible. It's too heavy. It's just too heavy. You should go with aluminum or titanium or something. That's that's how that's how Andrew got swole. The dictionaries are too big. <laughs> She's lifting dictionaries. I was talking about carbon steel steel being too heavy, but yeah, that's that also too. works. I'm now just imagining Andrew on a weight bench lifting a giant ass dictionary <laughs> on her back <laughs> while she reads it. <laughs> just push-ups where I turn a page every time I go down. Yeah, there's lots of dictionary <laughs> great, exercise great visual metaphors. <laughs> Working out your brain and your body. So yeah, then the government agent reveals their plan to get the family to the villain's headquarters. So, I want you guys to roll 2d6 for me. Do you want uh, to just do Hannah and Guy? Yeah, I think that's smart. Four. And five. Okay, four so and five. Nine. Oh, Fuck yes, that is exactly what I was hoping for for the first one. <laughs> Fan. Oh, I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners are aware or not that I am an aerospace engineer in my day job. <laughs> like, I knew the carbon steel thing because that's part of my job. I... <laughs> I hate this a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, it's, mm, sometimes the dice know, you know? So what we're going to do is we're going to launch you and your cars off a train in low Earth orbit. <laughs> off a train? That's the only way you're going to be able to get to their <laughs> asteroid base. Actually, technically there is one launcher that uses like an airplane-like thing to get stuff into low Earth orbit, but you know, shit, never mind. I mean, does it use a train-like thing? Yeah. No, it does not use a fucking in, train-like In this thing. case, we're going to take the train at full speed to the edge, and it's going to just shoot us off. Correct. I hate this a lot. There's a point on the Earth we've built a track to where the gravitational pull is uneven, allowing us to shoot the train forward and then launch your cars out of it. That's not how gravity works. <laughs> I was doing a flat Earth joke. I, I get it. You're talking about Ixus's dimple. Yes, exactly. Ixus's dimple is the perfect location to launch your cars for, to, to face this asteroid. Yep. As the resident smart person on the team, I can confirm that this is all exactly how physics works. This is all correct science, and I think we should do it. I feel, feel very good about this plan. Which is entirely scientifically accurate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you agree, Andrew. Yes. Yep, I do. I knew obviously the brains of your operation, the mechanic Piff, and the, and the academic Andrew would obviously know exactly how this works. Of course. Yep. That's how they reignited the sun, isn't it? <laughs> just, just launch a, just launch a car right into, right into space. Well, I mean, yeah, it was the ultimate, and it was the ultimate use of space nos. What? You see, this is why this is why I agreed to guest on this show in the first place, just to bother I... Hannah. Uh... <laughs> uh, okay. I know how this works. I know you're obviously not going to do this for free, even though they've pointed a gun at the entire world. So, what do you want? Make your ridiculous demands. <laughs> Timoth's sacrifice is still going. 
unheeded because he died on our very secret mission uh, to stop the inside job that was happening last time. I think that if we do this, you should put a statue of him in the astral spire. <laughs> and also, at least 200 combo DVD VCRs. <laughs> you both asked for equally ridiculous requests. <laughs> I suppose the thing I could ask you to do, Mr. Walker, is maybe let me quit Imperial Intelligence and leave me the hell out of whatever you're planning. But that doesn't work out. I'd just like to never pay taxes again for the rest of my life. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I want to add that one. I would like the statue of Timoth in the astral spire. And I would also like to never pay taxes again in my entire life. And I'm 13, so that's a while, potentially. I I must remind you that taxes are what help the Imperium run. I don't care, fuck the Imperium. If you you want our help, these are our terms. Damn it. How could you hold me hostage the way the carbon steel is? I mean, you know us. You know us, we're crazy like that. In the familiar, we're always busting and boosting. They want to destroy the whole world. I just want a statue of Timoth and to never pay taxes again. But maybe. Damn it, the economy is not in your play toy. I don't even have a job. I don't pay taxes anyway. This is just in case I get a job. I'm 13. Maybe Mr. Walker, hold on. Maybe Mr. Walker is onto something. Actually, does this include sales tax? Because I would like to not pay yes, sales tax. Yes, as this well. definitely includes sales tax. Okay, <laughs> then yeah, never mind. Carbon steel is like the familia. What? Mr. Walker just said we were just holding him hostage just like carbon steel. Do you know something, Mr. Walker? Well, uh, I believe Imperial Intelligence may have some clues as to the identity of carbon steel. <laughs> Fishbone uh, clutches the, uh, the the kerchief because uh, in his heart of hearts he knows, but he doesn't have the heart to say it out loud, and that's all I'll do for that. <laughs> what I can say is, uh, left behind at his last job was a spark plug. It could be one of two people. It's either Trevor or Drix. <gasps> Wait, Drix was at dinner, wasn't he? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Oh my god, it could be Drix. <laughs> Fishbone grips the Colburn badge. The ultimate betrayal. Drix told me all about Spark Boys and their ways. I don't want to think that he would do this. It must be Trevor. It's gotta be Trevor. Oh, I fully forgot about the Spark Boys. I thought the implication there was just that spark plugs are not something that anyone <laughs> other than the family uses. Yeah, no, no. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. We got we got layers. We got layers. We got 44 movies. I understand you guys not not remembering all of it. <laughs> yeah. The audience doesn't remember all of it. It's been 44 movies. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So next, the movie shows the characters preparing for a mission. Each player rolls one d six for a moment of preparation using the table on the right, and invites one or more other players to play out a short scene. If the players roll the same number, they can combine their scenes into one. And this will be the end of Act Two. So roll me one d six each of you. I got a six. I also got a six. Ooh. Okay. Two gearing up montages. I got a two. Uh, and. Comparing this mission with one from a previous mission. <laughs> oh, good. Good, 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 good. So, would, Hannah, Guy, would you like to combine your gearing up scenes? Absolutely. 
Sure, yeah. I have something in mind for the gearing up montage, but Hannah is going to hate it, so let's do that last. Okay. Yeah. Alright, alright. So, Greg, this is just like that time, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, I think I think Fishbone is um is reminiscing about the time before he had properly joined La Familia, mm-hmm. where Fishbone and Drix raced the Mergal pals. Because mm. he's thinking of Drix and Trevor, and they had stolen Trevor's car. So Drix, with with help from Fishbone and some of the rest of the family, we had to launch our cars over the water. Like we attached skis to our cars, and it was so ridiculous. But now here we are doing something ridiculous to maybe maybe catch up with Trevor or Drix again. <sighs> yeah, those spark boys come up with the wildest plans, don't they? Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that this plan feels an awful lot like a dark inversion of a playful spark boy <laughs> plan. You can feel the weight upon you as you carry the legacy of the Colburn badge. And you may not be a spark boy yourself, but you can't let its name be tainted in your predecessor's stead. I gotta do it for Drix. I think you can hear in the back of your mind. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Fishbone tears up and grips the kerchief. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get some gear. It's been a while since Pip and Angel were able to get ready for a mission together, but it's like slipping on an old glove. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys do usually? All right, guy. Well, fucking hit me. Whatever it is. Pip is usually the mechanic. So Pip is usually the mechanic, and Andrew is a. Uh, is helping because Andrew's muscles able to like you know get all the parts like out and separate, and Pip's able to go in, tinker with the insides. Just like old times, I'll get these ships shape and ready to go up into space in no time. Yep, yep, very cool and normal. <laughs> That's a thing you can do to a car. I mean, a spectral carriage. And I. I was I was hoping that I got four of these for the old the old squad, but for now, just have this one for you. And it's a a jacket that is obviously going to be airtight and suitable for space, <laughs> <coughs> including a, an astronaut helmet. Did you just have these on hand? I picked them up before I met up with uh anyone. Seriously, Pippin, why the fuck didn't you call? I wanted it to be a surprise. Oh my god! Wait, why did you... How did you know we were gonna have to go to space? No. But I had a hunch. Uh, thanks, I guess. I believe you could say his family sense was tingling. What the fuck does that mean, voice of God? <laughs> Oh, okay, yep, this is a cool jacket that is definitely going to protect us in the environment of space, which is uh, very normal and not that different from Earth, I guess. <laughs> yep, cool. Is, is Andrel's uh, sleeveless to show off your, your ripped bod? Is Andrel's <laughs> astronaut suit sleeveless? Yeah, that's <laughs> the important thing. Yeah. The important thing is just the helmet. Exactly. All you need is the helmet. That's not- Okay, you know what? Fuck it. Sure. <laughs> and then <the> sleeveless. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's the bit that I knew that would get you. <gasps> Whatever. Of like- Stefan, why are you making us go to space? <laughs> I could handle the fucking cars jumping.
something between the buildings stuff. Oh. Like, that's standard. I can suspend my disbelief to some extent. Like, I know that this is boring, but, uh, like, space? Really? Really? Look. This is what you decided the next escalation had to be. I know this seems like it's a bit far, right? Right? But. Yeah. But. I, I genuinely, we're about to hit our anniversary next year. Ugh, so it's, I guess we, we have to keep, we have to tee up a really big 45th movie. Who knows how many yeah. we're going to get after this? Yeah. I'm planning two parts for that one. Just, just trust me. Trust me. It's, it's going to be okay, worth it in the okay. end. Okay, fine, fine. Let's go to space with my sleeveless jacket. There we go. Together we enter Act 3. Ride or die. Mr. Walker walks in and goes, We've repaired the vehicle with which we will launch you into space. I present to you the best, best friend of Thorn. <gasps> yeah! Yeah! We get a beautiful panning shot over the fully restored best friend of Thorn with three new carriages on it, each seeming to house one of your cars, strapped into a mechanism to launch them up and outward from the train. This is cool and normal and good and fine. <laughs> Feels like home, doesn't it? It does. Are you guys ready to ride or die? Always. Yeah. The familiar is always ride or die. We cut to... The best friend of Thorn, speeding down toward Ixus's dimple. It's got to hit over 125 miles an hour if they're going to make it into the orbital drift. You can hear over your comms. All right, everybody. If you're going to make it all the way to that asteroid base, you're going to need to fuel up halfway through. So we're launching you straight towards what we call the Spaceman's Graveyard. Please elaborate on what that is. The Spaceman's Graveyard is uh, kind of like an asteroid belt but made up of destroyed spacecraft. Uh, see, there's been many attempts before this to launch people into space. It hasn't worked out all the time. So up there, there's just a bunch of souls hanging around and using your spectral carriages with the special astral spectrometer that we've installed into your carriages. You can take the energy from those dead souls, harvest them like lightning oil, and then use that to boost your way to the asteroid belt. So you're gonna need to drift around all of that debris into some souls, and then rock it right out of there. Of course. Wouldn't have it any other way. It's just a little, it's a little tragic to know that the only, the only people that can survive out in space are ghosts. <sighs> Whoa. And people with spaces. Yes, ghosts and us. Like ours. <laughs> no, I'm, I, yeah, but like, if you, if you, a person, were out in space, you'd, You'd die, but then you'd still become a ghost. I guess that's true. It's kind of messed up, huh? Yeah, that is crazy, huh? Yeah, just just really... look at it this way. It's the people that have passed on that are helping us with our mission. Timoth is looking down on all of us. You better not die on me, Mikiel. I've already died once. I'm not planning on doing it again. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. All of you ready to launch in three, two... One, and cresting over Ixus's dimple. Go, 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 go! Music kicks in as the front of the train dips over the dimple in the front of the first car to launch. 
shoots outwards up into the low atmosphere. The other two follow quickly behind, and the thrusters from behind your cars drop off as they are moved into low gravity. It's up to you guys to get through the asteroid belt. The complication we're going to work with here is you guys have to drift through all of this debris in order to get out. So I want each of you to roll me 1d6 for an engagement scene and describe how your character addresses this complication. Do we do we each roll 1d6? Or uh, is it just one? Oh, the family rolls 1d6. My bad, my bad. Okay. I mean, it's your turn again, but also you are acid rolling, so... It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I rolled a six this time! Yeah! yeah. Which just means problems with Space Nos. Ooh, problems with the Space Nos. Your secondary thrusters fall off as you enter low gravity. Oh no, who can have anticipated this? <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with the technology! <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't make any sense. It was it was foolproof. You hit the button on your console that should activate your space nos, but it's like you're sputtering. It's it's not igniting. What what could possibly be happening here? Pippin, use your mechanic power. <laughs> the three of you are dead in the water, drifting towards this debris field. What do you do? If we don't have space nos, we're not gonna be able to navigate around the graveyard. Let alone get get all the way to uh. Carbon steals asteroid base. <laughs> we gotta jerry rig something, just like the time that we had to get our car across that canyon, and so we strapped a giant booster onto the end of it. <laughs> Can't charge a booster without any space nos, though. Ugh, no. Maybe we can charge it with family. Oh my god. Yo, know, that's not as far-fetched as you think. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's far-fetched at all! I'm completely serious! Fishbone, Fishbone gets an idea. I'm not gonna be able to help until we get to that beginning of the debris field, but you're gonna have to trust me. Pip, what do you think? I think... I think it'd be mighty hospitable of you to help. I'm putting my faith in you, Fishbone. I hope that you have changed. As they approach the debris field, the space knots isn't working, but the normal, the normal uh, workings of the car, uh, the, the spectral carriage are working. Fishbone knows knows how to redirect a spectral carriage's uh, momentum thanks to Elysian grinding. So, <laughs> hashtag watch Elysian grind. <laughs> hashtag watch Elysian grind. Hashtag watch um, Elysian grind. Yeah. Sorry, listen, listen, listen to Elysian grind. <laughs> So Fishbone is like, this is how they do it in Elysia. Uh, and when the first piece of group debris hits, uh, rather than just hunker down, he like floors it uh, and quickly like spins his wheel. Special carriage grinds a bit and he zips. The, the kinema charges towards Andrel's car, Jiminy, and Pippin's Ahazu interceptor. It looks like it's going to hit them both, but it sideswipes the back. And the illusion grind to both of them sparks their space knots. Yeah! <laughs> but maybe there's a moment where you're afraid he's gonna hit you. <laughs> oh, definitely, for sure. Fishbone, what are you doing? Trust me, this is how we do it in Elysia. Parlez vous! <laughs> Parlez vous indeed. As Fishbone gently taps each of your cars. You feel your space knots kick on and a beast forward through the field. Your handling is a little shaky, but you're able to drift comfortably between the debris as it flies towards you. Right up towards what what we could describe as a, a ghost field, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> 
with a, a press of the button on your hoods, you open up your astral spectrometers and start sucking in energy from the specters ahead. You're ready to smash that button and get to the asteroid base. Little do you know, there's a base full of danger awaiting you. Oh, I think we're counting on it. Are <laughs> <laughs> your cars rocket forward as you're able to orient them? and land on an asteroid not too far from the field. Once your wheels touch down, they work as intended, obviously. <laughs> of course. Sure, because gravity is the same here. Exactly, exactly. As as yeah. you know. <laughs> as I know. Ahead of you, you can see an army, army of cars. Each a cool, crisp blue that stands out against the gray of the asteroid. Inside, you can see what looks to be several faceless goons, like motorcycle helmets. They stand between you and what looks to be a space fortress. It's time for the big action scene. Woo! Yeah, I want each player to roll 1d6 and describe how their role, background, or car helps them deal with their part of the big action scene using the prompts on the right. We'll resolve each scene in numerical order. So, everyone roll me 1d6. I got a two. Okay. I got a six, baby! Nice! I got a five. All right, all right. So then we will start with guys two. Step one is for you to infiltrate the villain lair. So you've got to get past this army of cars and into the base. It's no problem for me. So tell me how your role, background, or car helps you get through this. Pip, having recovered his memories, remembers his time in the military. Wait a second, <laughs> No, we'd yeah, we'd that. established that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was, he, he was. It's just been so fucking long yeah. since you've been here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He recovered his memories in like uh, God, it must have been like movie twenty five, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, twenty six is a big episode for podcasts. <laughs> you guys should have done that on episode twenty six. All right, yeah. we, we you, didn't plan this for this. Isn't your podcast? So sometimes it just kind of doesn't work out that way. Sometimes the big thing happens in twenty five. That's the hard part about actual plays. Like, you gotta plan for, like, the narrative and then also, like, play. So it's it's, it's tough sometimes. But mm-hmm. you made it work, I think. To Greg and the audience, uh, get off my dick. Get off his dick! <laughs> but yeah, Pip remembers his time in the military. And looks down at his, uh, his dick shift and grins. Shame about the odds. They are severely outclassed. Ooh. <laughs> Pip is going to literally just do the classic maneuver of making a big scene, a big show in front of them and pulling them away so that Andrew and Fishbone can get in. Nice, 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 nice. There's no way that they can keep up with my interceptor. <laughs> you roll right up in front of them, playing chicken as though you're going to smash right into the first one. And as you're about to hit, you tailspin your car behind you and kick a wave of dust in front of all of them, disrupting their field of view as you draw them towards you, allowing you two to sneak past and infiltrate. Pip, you've got an army of guys after you, but you're on it. They can't touch you. You can handily dispose of them as you go. These guys? These goons? <laughs> these goons! They ain't nothing to my interceptor. <laughs> you two are left to infiltrate the fortress. Fishbone, you catch wind of the location of Carbon Steel, so it's up to you to pursue the villain to their demise. How do you use your role, background, or car to do that? 
So I, I, I straight up murk this dude. <laughs> like, is that my understanding? I'm about to murder whoever's here. You're, you, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for lack of a better word, drive the villain to their death is what it seems like. <laughs> okay, I get, I, I gotta know who, who is it? It's, it's Carbon Seal. We, we'll reveal it when you confront them. We'll reveal it when I, when I kill him. Um, he's, is he in a car? Carbon Steel is in a car. He's sitting in his throne room in a specialized sports car. And the only thing we can see is his big cowboy hat. <laughs> is it a red herring? Is it tricks? We'll find out! Now! Um, Fishbone's a hot shot in that kinema. The thing you gotta remember with the Kupri kinema of, of Elysian make is that it's got a, it's got a really high center of balance and these like skinny tires, but what offsets it is there's an extra large spirit battery pack at the bottom, Ooh. effectively leaving this thing as a, as a mobile power plant. <laughs> Fishbone, as a hotshot, uses the space knots here on the ground. <laughs> oh, shit. Ooh. And uh, Elysian grinds to uh, smack him with the, uh, the battery pack. Smash this uh, guy's car. It's probably a bad move to use the, uh, the space knots at first because he uses his space NOS next and uh, handily escapes. <laughs> but Fishbone is on that car. Fishbone's climbing on his car while he thinks he's escaped. And uh, as he's uh, driving near a, uh, a crater in the asteroid, I think Fishbone suddenly like does like a double-footed kick through the driver's side window. Oh my god. Without looking at who this guy is, kicking them, launching them off into the crater. Fishbone stops the car at the edge of the uh, the crater and looks down to see who's falling to their demise. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Fishbone, you, you see the burning cowboy hat drift off of the head of Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> As he falls backwards, you can see a moment of recognition in his eye as he spots you, and you lock your gaze on him. Trevor looks different. It's... he's scarred up. His eyes that were once so full of joy, they're cold and lifeless. Were Trevor's eyes ever full of joy? (laughs) (laughs) You can tell whatever's happened to him in the last six movies, it's been hard. Real hard. He starts to reach a hand out for you. A member of the Familia reaching out to a member of the Familia. What do you do? Fishbone remembers. As long as you never directly killed any member of the family. 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 That one's a deal breaker. 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 <laughs> and with that, Fishbone leaps out to catch Trevor. <laughs> Technically, this still wouldn't be directly. You just would watch him die. But no, yeah, I support it. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. As Fishbone launches himself from the wreckage, we get a beautiful shot with the earth in the background as the two of them are reaching out towards each other, separated, (laughs) separated by what seems like a lifetime. And Fishbone hears in the distance, need a little help, little C? (laughs) And... Drix rides in, standing on top of a car. <laughs> Driven by a 14-year-old <laughs> in what looks to be an exosuit. They honk the horn and it goes, uh, uh, uh. 
the, the teenager stops short, Drix flies forward, lasso extended, <laughs> grabs onto Fishbone, and swings him out to Trevor, where the clasp hands. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> this kills Nana. And the two of them, and all four of them, sail over the crater, pulling the pair back onto the hood of this car, catching them safely, because as you know, no matter how far you are flying, so long as you touch a car, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as long as it's your car, or like one of your friend's car. If it's an enemy car, yeah. Car. <laughs> no enemy cars, no neutral cars. So, yes. I knew you were going to do great things, Fishbone. <laughs> or should I say Culper? I'm glad you brought a member of the family back to us. Fishbone uh, grips the kerchief, sadly, and then rips it off and stuffs it into his shirt. You done good. You done right by her. And now, Andrel's just gotta do right by the rest of us. We smash cut to Andrel. <laughs> it's time for you to stop the villain's plan. The virus is minutes away from launching towards Earth. Oh, I forgot there was a virus. It's just you and your car ready to stop it. Yeah. It looks as though it's about to launch off of a train in a car. How do you destroy this nemesis of yours? (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, So the virus is in a car, which is about to launch off of a train Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into into the Earth. Well, that's just the established method of space travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get to a low gravity point, or any regular gravity point. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, there's only one thing that can stop a train, and that is another train. The only thing that can stop a bad man with a train is a good man. A good man with a train, train, or in this case, a good 13-year-old girl with a train. The trains are on tracks because they are still trains. But Andrel is in. Uh, no, wait, the best friend of Thorn is on Earth. I need to start this whole thing over. You just do it. Just keep going. Who cares? Why is the best friend of Thorn on Earth? Who uh, gives a shit? Maybe it's here. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's, got, <laughs> it's gotten here. Drix got it here That's somehow. Fair. We <laughs> have, uh, yes. So, <laughs> sure, the best friend of Thorn is here somehow. Andrel is in it and she is on the track behind the other train and she's going to like rear end the train with the virus and get it off the track so that it can't launch and in order to do that she as the academic has uh, jury rigged just like a giant Nas motor on the end of the best friend of Thorn the way that Fishmoon taught her yeah we're just gonna do a train crash that, that's fantastic <laughs> Zoom out as the two trains are heading towards their collision course. Just like four movies ago in 4ODF, for the right reasons, this train needs to come. Even though it will hurt to say goodbye again, you're doing the right thing. And you know, the good memories will last you forever. So Andrew puts the brick given to her so long ago <laughs> onto the pedal and dives out of the best friend of Thorn, watching it collide with the other train in a brilliant explosion of spectral energy. Last time this happened, we lost Timoth, and this time, we saved the world. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a pretty good trade-up to me. So we move on to the finale.
Before the characters can complete their mission, there's a problem. Family determines what happens during the finale using the table to the right. So, roll for me 1d6, the family. Guy, I think it's your turn. I got a three. Oh no! <gasps> the villain has stuck aboard the ve- the getaway vehicle! <laughs> Honestly, that, that seems like it works. Oh... I have it. Trevor whispers into Fishbone's ear. Did you... Did you stop Nexus? No. (laughs) (laughs) You do realize she's here. Right? Where? She was in the base. She could be anywhere now. As you hear that, the best friend of Thorn emerges from the crash. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Relatively unscathed. But I put a brick on it and everything. You did put a brick on it. It was very dramatic. But Nexus was waiting in the shadows for you to evacuate. And now has control of the train. No! <laughs> it speeds towards an irregular gravity point and shoots off of the asteroid as you all are left to watch. Wait, that's ours! You hear over your communications... Nice try, La Familia, but now the Earth is mine, and you're all stuck here with nowhere to go. My hair's better than yours! You can't match up to my beautiful bowl cut with your boyish (laughs) hair, Andrew. (laughs) Arguably, the bowl cut is also boyish, it's just worse! And by worse, you mean better. No! Wrong. Guess who's going to Earth? <laughs> She's just <Jesmoth>. off. <laughs> Leaving all of you stranded on the asteroid base. I want each of you to describe how your character helps overcome this situation. <laughs> you guys gotta get back to Earth somehow. What you gonna do? I think there's only one thing to do. The secret train that's been on the asteroid base the whole time. We're boosting it. We're busting and boosting. You plan to steal that old hunk of junk? The Imperium shot it up here before they even created spacesuits. We'd have to seal that thing up ourselves. Listen, <laughs> the pride of Duskwall is still a perfectly good train. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have to figure it out. The 14-year-old in exosuit uh, shoots some lasers and goes, I'm here! <laughs> <laughs> We, we don't have time to get into your whole yeah, deal. You, you shut up! <laughs> yeah, do we just, I guess we just have like a montage of us like sealing up the yeah, pride of Dust yeah. Wall. Yeah, between my academics and Pippin's mechanic skills, we can do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Granted, we have no raw materials, but fuck it. We it, do. We have, we have plenty of raw materials. No, we do. We do? There is also a crash trade. La Familia comes together in the 44th movie of this series. Their precious best friend of Thorn taken from them by the one they've wanted to stop more than anything. A member of the family returned. Two even. And so we exit on them, making the final adjustments to the Pride of Dustwall. A flame-belching train that they ride back to Earth, ready for their next adventure. Yay! Yay! Yay. The end. And now the credits. <laughs> Finally, the movie ends, and as right, as the credits roll, we see what becomes of each member of the family. Each player rolls 1d6, and using the prompts to the right, briefly discussion what the character gets up to when the mission is over. If the player rolls the same number, we can combine the scenes into one. So, everyone roll me th- 1d6. I got a 2. 
I got a six. Another three. Okay. All right. All right. Heartwarming family moment for Andrew. A space heist in progress for Pitt. And six, was it, Greg? Yeah, vacation. Vacation. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> I ever wanted. <laughs> Back to vacation. I don't know if we can use that. No, we probably can. <laughs> Where do we want to start? I feel like heartwarming family moment as we split apart yeah. makes most sense sequentially. Okay. I think she goes up to Fishbone and she says, You really came through for us, Fishbone. I think Sally would have been very proud of you. That was her name, right? It was her name. Yeah, okay. But I think maybe I should stop. Pretending like everything I do is living for her. She can't be an excuse for the way I've treated your familia. I'll keep her in my heart always. That's... That's real good of you. And you know, we did this mission without Timoth. Maybe I can stop mourning too. Fishbone uh, does a little hand on the shoulder thing. Yeah. <laughs> Very muscular shoulder. We gotta live in the present. <laughs> Proud of you both. <laughs> <sighs> Incredible. <laughs> All right, guy. How's Pip's space heist going? I imagine. Uh, so in between the eleven movies where you've been gone, <laughs> as I'm sure you, as a fan, know, <laughs> the other characters did pull off an extremely extravagant heist and are mostly rich now. I think you think you need to level the playing field, right? Of course, of course. I mean, like uh, anyone would have gotten rich after reigniting the sun, but like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which means I need to, I need to do something special. Yeah, so what's your what's your ideal space heist look like? Now that you've got the space nos, it's like you can go anywhere. You know what happens? If you like it, you gotta put a ring on it. And I think I'm gonna steal Saturn's rings. Because <laughs> that's possible. Incredible. <laughs> Little do most people know that Saturn's rings are actually a special type of energy, and you found a way to drift around them in a way that captures each bit of it. Mm-hmm. You have to drift, though. Mm-hmm. It, it, it requires a drift. Well, when you do drifts in orbit, it's called an impulsive maneuver. That's true. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. That's a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just looking at Hannah. There it is. I, I really do hate it here. <laughs> the greatest joke that we played was on ourselves. And so we end with Fishbone where he began. Relaxing on a beach. What's what's Fishbone's retirement look like? Fishbone's got a fruity drink, takes a sip, and uh, he's like, seeming to speak to nobody in particular. So basically, I never have to pay taxes again. <laughs> I don't have to report any income. It's not that crime's legal, but like legally, they can't catch me. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is I'm. I'm not going to be paying for this, but you're free to come with me if you want. And Fishbone reaches for another piece of sushi off of uh, the abs of a a human uh, table guy. (laughs) Fishbone is the representation we need. Diversity wins! We fade away. So we move from our credits montage into the stinger. A moment that hints what might happen next in the franchise. And as you know, 45's a big one. Stefan's got plans! Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Why don't you roll 1d6 for me? All right. 
That's a one. Which <laughs> the book says, uh, a traitor becomes a member of the family, but then that is crossed out and it says re-roll hashtag justice for Han. And you know what? They're right. Yup. We don't accept traitors. <laughs> so I'm going to roll again. And that is a five. All right. So five. We have someone who died is really alive. <sighs> we. It couldn't be. Yeah. Andrew, what are you doing at the moment. I think Andrew goes back to her everyday life, which is she lives she lives in the house that used to be Timothy's. She has moved on in her morning, but uh, she doesn't have a house, so she still lives there. <laughs> and she's doing her usual Saturday night thing, which is lifting weights, but the weights are made out of dictionaries. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I think on your 44th rep specifically, you hear the door open and a voice rings out. So this is what you get up to when I'm gone. <gasps> Did you miss me? You didn't think it would be that easy to kill old Timoth, huh? Andrel puts her weights down, her dictionary weights. She reaches off to the side where there is a plate, and she hurls the plate at Timoth's head. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And she says, why do people call when they come back from the dead? The movie theater lights turn on. Pippin, Andrew, and Drix. That was the latest movie. You didn't pay for it. Because uh, <laughs> Timoth comped you some free tickets. But, um, movie's over. <laughs> well, uh, that was a lot, wasn't it? That was a lot. I feel like I should probably see for, like, my likeness. Has Timoth ever met Fishbone? Was that just a coincidence? He knew about the human table thing, though. He did know about the human table thing. Well, that was a fun waste of, like, two hours. I'm going to go yeah. and delete it from my memory. <laughs> Which is to say, I have a bottle of gin with my name on it, because I wrote it there. <laughs> hey, do you guys think I should start working out? Not gonna lie, Andrew. That actress they got to play you, I think you could really pull off that look. Yeah, especially the, the sleepless thing. I might look into it. It's wild that he had me retire, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess he didn't like you. <laughs> Was I like leading some spy kids or something? Is that... I'm truly not sure what happened with that. There might be a spinoff about it. Who knows? <sighs> yeah, I can see that. This franchise really loves spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Friggin' Elysian and Drift, am I right? Ugh, I know they talked about it nonstop, but I am not watching it. Uh, Fishbone is an unlikable protagonist. Anybody else have any lines they want to say? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one line left for us to say, and that's April Fools. April Fools! April, April Fools! Fools! Thank you, Stefan. Yay! No problem. Rhino Plus Wall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Timoth, badge named Templeton, played by me, Kai Gwilym Pritchard. Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix. Badge name Colburn. Played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge name McKeel. Played by me, 
Guys, what about? And I have been your conductor, Greg Karobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. Your support will help our podcast, as well as the others on the network. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. I have one more I gotta add in. <coughs> I'm doing it. I'm hitting the nitro. <gasps> <laughs> Is that Pitt's new voice? Incredible, incredible. That that was that was just like who knows who that is. That's someone that who we're not going to be. I have created a new super weapon, the space nurse. Next, I heard of you. You were in some hot water. Last I heard of you, you were in some cold dirt. <laughs> Gonna keep that in real time in the edit. This is gonna be a horrible <laughs> thing to edit. I'm so sorry. We keep breaking oh, immersion. God. I remembered the bit where uh, where he like quit the cops and then joined the FBI. So I was like, I, the retirement thing was like, this is perfect. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Delicious. Why do they have an FBI? Why did they? Why not? Why not? He worked in Fast and Furious. Uh, this is true. All right. Actually, you guys have met. You guys have met a special blue coat once in Aruvia. He had that um crazy pocket watch that could like tell like your oh, fingerprints right. were on that like thing. Yeah, that but, fucking guy. Yeah, and he was just like, oh, your child's fingerprints. This means yeah. it could be made in any workhouse. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a one. Ooh, something important is missing. I'm not gonna lie. I was really hoping for for absolutely <laughs> everything gets hacked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was I was hoping for three. A threat is broadcast around the world. <laughs> do you want to just fake it? Just do that. Genuinely, I, with the power of I, editing. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Yes. If he has one, with the power of editing, we can lie. We can lie. We can, we can totally just lie. lie. This is an April Fool's episode. We're not yes. holding the shit. Okay. So I want I want fan art of this version of Andrew so bad. Oh, same. Oh, the most swole little girl. Mm-hmm. Yoshiko. Yoshiko. I don't know if you're listening, but when when you do listen to this. Also, what do you mean this version of Andril? This is, of course, the normal oh, version yes, of Andril yes. that yeah, we see yeah. every time we play. I'm just always into fan art of Andril. Yeah. Yes. The Swole 13 year Yeah, she's particularly swole this movie, I mean. That's true, that's true. She hasn't always been the most. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, like, Andril's had, like, quite just sort of a, the dynamic change. Well, she's the only one who's been in all 44 movies, you fucking flakes. Yeah, exactly. So you can really, like, map it out. It's pretty cool. Listen, RPGs just aren't my thing. That's the funniest joke anyone's made this episode. (laughs) 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 Okay, Greg. Here is some lines uh, improvised for Timoth's death and then sort of reveal of his resurrection. McKeel, if anyone asks, I died laughing. If this ghost thinks he's gonna hurt my family, he's got another thing coming. You want a piece of me, ghost? Come get some! (coughs) Colburn, take my badge. Give it to... 
<sighs> this is so fucking stupid. Um. <coughs> it's okay, guys. It's, it's just a scratch. Just a scratch. <laughs> Some of these, I'm imagining he's like doing a last stand, and it's kind of him. They sort of leave. He he dies off screen type thing, and it's him like his final heroic kind of attack. Um, that's what I've got in mind for anyway. Uh, so some of these might require a different context. Uh, but yeah. It's been an honour serving with you all. I've never been prouder to call someone family. Okay, I think those are suitably stupid. Um, so I think of some, uh, resurrection lines. You're not having a party without me, are you? Huh. Did you miss me? <laughs> huh. Did you miss me? You didn't think it would be that easy to kill old Timoth, huh? Surprised you didn't figure out I wasn't dead, Anderson. Hmm, I'm trying to think of like other, like the stupid tropes in like action movies and stuff. Looks like you could use a little help. So this is what you guys are up to without me. I'm also assuming that a lot of these are like a reveal, like they suddenly turn and he's there. I don't, I'm sorry if this is like railroading you into doing a certain thing with your, <laughs> with the story, but... This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours, 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 yours. yours Faustian nonsense. Thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours. <laughs>